0: Hey, listeners.
1: Hey, guys. How are y'all hey, doing? It's been a, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week, huh?
0: Yeah. Um, so let's cut to the chase. Uh, we were going to release this episode last week. Obviously, we didn't for multiple reasons. A, it was kind of still stuff happened. Yeah, shit happened. There was a coup against the United States government, which we don't really want to get into right now. But needless to say, we were not really feeling like it was the time to release a podcast. Girl, Uh, I was not going to hop on my Instagram and go, "Hey, everyone, I know shit's happening." But but Lauren and and I talked about starting (laughs) Valley. Yeah, no. Anyways, without keeping you too long, we did record this episode, um, before this all happened on New Year's Day with our dear friend Aurelia, and we still want to put it out, uh, to hopefully bring you, you know, a bit of levity, a bit of a moment of a break, um... And just an episode that we recorded in the middle of a very joyous moment. I think yeah. there was a lot
1: going on that we were happy about, and rightfully we should still be happy. It's just as so often happens these days. There's just history all the fucking time. Every now. single
0: day we have to live through another major <laughs> historical event. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, we want to bring you some levity, but also just remind yourself to, um, you know, take breaks when you need to. Um, keep fighting the good fight. Um don't don't doom scroll till
1: 3 a.m. I know it's so easy and I know we've all done it.
0: Yeah, you don't you, you, it's okay to log off. Um <laughs> anyways, I think we're Yeah. Up. And
1: yeah, and and I had something I did want to p- plug in here before we get to the episode. I know that later we we're going to talk about our New Year's resolutions, which was on our minds when we recorded this. Uh something I didn't say that I want to say now. Girl, if you're just surviving, That's fine. You don't have to thrive just because it's a new year. Clearly shit happens all the time and it's hard out there. So, uh, just know that you're loved and supported no matter where you are in your life right now. If you're just getting by, then that's just a okay. Just fine. So
0: absolutely. Keep loving yourself. And if you feel like you can do some shit, um, make five calls to your, uh, elected representatives and just tell them to, you know, keep fighting for, uh, the things they need to be fighting for. Um, yeah.
1: Absolutely. All right. Let's
0: talk about video games. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that's enough. Yeah. We're going to go to the episode now. Okay. Love you. Bye. See ya. <laughs> I'm hitting record. That's annoying. Don't measure my time in beat. Measure my time in love.
2: <laughs> measure my time
0: in love. <laughs> measure your time in love. See <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Okay. Like, we all had boners for rent at one point, right? Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I um fully thought I was Mark Cohen.
1: <laughs> oh, I fully Yay! thought that I was um not Angel, the other one. His boyfriend. Collins? Collins. I for some reason I like identified with Collins more. I know. And exactly. looking back at it now, I'm like, what what exactly was not just that character but like uh. rent in general. <laughs> not
2: um, my landlord calling me right now.
1: Welcome to Gay for Play, a podcast all about who. who bup, I'm gonna start over <laughs> while wow, ringing the new year. Everybody, here we go! I'm the hungover one. <laughs> Welcome to Gay for Play, a podcast about all things queer in the world of video games, pop culture, and beyond. I'm
0: Eric Solis, and I'm Lawrence Turner Cordova. We made it. We made it to the next one. It's going to be a happy new year. We were just talking it's about friends. It's going to be and...
1: a happy new year. This is the <laughs> gayest thing I've ever done. This is the gayest thing I've ever done. And I've had sex with a woman. So I don't
0: know. <laughs> okay. shes They're already dragging us through the mud. Uh, so let's introduce our guests. Uh,
1: you love them. You know them. It's Aurelia Aurelia Grierson. Right? Everyone knows Aurelia McGrearson, the most famous famous person we've had on the podcast so far, I might argue, yeah?
2: Oh, yeah, that's me. Just very, very famous, well-known, and beloved.
0: I'm so happy you're here, Aurelia. When we started this podcast, we knew that you were going to be one of our iconic guests, and you're finally here.
2: When you started this podcast, I knew that I had to be on this podcast. (laughs) When you started a podcast, I I knew
0: that Lawrence and I had to start a podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I am probably your podcast's biggest fan. I got to listen to the first episode before anyone else. Early access I, are. I did. Yeah, I have that... Early access fish. Uh, if yeah. you
1: don't know, listener, uh, Aurelia Grierson hosts a podcast called That Do It For You. Um, Lawrence actually was on it not just too long ago, actually the most recent episode that was out. Uh, I, too, listener, have been on this podcast early in the run. I talked about my horny feelings about the TV show Lost. Before we get into things in general, Aurelia, do you want to quickly <laughs> plug your pod since we're talking about it right now? <laughs>
2: sure. I'll talk about my podcast. Um, so it's called that. Do it for you. And a fun story is that I was in a bookstore the other day, uh, buying some books because I know how to read. And I, um, I was telling the the, the bookseller people. It, it just came up that I had this podcast, and the person who was selling me the book was like, "Oh my god, that do it for you. That's so funny because YA." And I had to pretend like that was on purpose. <gasps> oh my gosh! And I was like, yes, that is. Absolutely, Why? what
1: I planned. Oh my we god!
2: Call it that, and then I like texted Eleanor, my life partner, producer, and slash producer, yeah. slash life partner. Um, <laughs> that I was like, we are idiots, and this. If anyone asks, this has been this way the whole time. But now, yeah, oh yeah, totally no, I like, totally thought
1: I got that as soon as you told me. Yeah, really. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, like well, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: you yeah. idiot. Yeah, I,
1: was, um, yeah, I thought. <laughs> I mean, I thought you got it. Did you not get it? Because like, I totally.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, YA, I got it. Um, but it's called That Do It For You, and it's a sexual awakenings podcast where we talk about the media that made us horny for the first time. Nice. I've had mm-hmm. iconic guests such as Eric Solis and Lawrence Federer Cordova come on and talk about. Uh, Lost, and uh, Link from Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. as well as some other uh, some other people. Uh, I haven't had Grant Lukey on yet, but I should have Grant Lukey on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of crossover between this, ep- this podcast and ours because we are friends. Yes. And we have... Similar communities. And Lawrence, you're a part of the Juvenalia community now, which is yes. so exciting. I was
0: just about to ask you about that. Aurelia is the creative director. Is that the title that you refer to?
2: Artistic director. Artistic director of the Ju-
0: Juvenalia Theater Collective, which do you want to talk yeah. about that a little bit?
2: Sure. Um, the So I had to write a blurb about it for because we're releasing the launching the website today. Um, <gasps> I know. I know. Go but, daddy. The whole team. The whole team is really hungover, so we had these like grand plans to release, and then like Eleanor and I are texting this morning, and I'm just like, I feel like hot garbage, and she's like, I took a nap. And so we're getting to it, we're getting to it. But I had so. to write a blurb, and so I'll take to take from the blurb directly. Uh, it technically started in 2017 when I directed a production of Jenny Wiener's Horse Girls,
1: you had to be there, uh, listener. It was so good. Oh, my God. Thank you.
2: There's still blood on that ceiling. Um, we took over. But not from Horse Girls, just
1: from like in no. general being in that abandoned haunted <laughs> building for the four years of our college experience together.
2: Yeah, we were in a condemned old dorm building because they were redoing the theater building at SOU, which low key, I just want to say everyone loves to hate on Cascade, but I fucking loved Cascade because oh, loved we could it. do shit like it that. Made us, it like, made us
1: tough. tough in the skin.
0: I loved it. it. It I love janky theater spaces. Mm -hmm.
2: Janky theater spaces are the best because the the faculty didn't care about it, so I was like allowed to turn our classroom into into a a a literal war bedroom. Yeah, well, but yeah, it was a war zone because there was lots of blood. Yeah, the food
1: fights we had in that room, like (laughs) the fake blood, the real blood, the lack of clothing. (laughs) There was a lot going on there. The
2: nudity, the yeah. nudity of theater school. Um. <laughs> but anyway,
1: so you directed this anyway, Play Horse Girls.
2: The director's Play Horse Girls, and then from that, uh, like from the artistic need of just more femme representation in college theater departments in general, uh, came this kind of greater need for. Coming of age stories uh, that you don't really see that often, queer mm. coming of age stories, yeah. BIPOC coming of age stories. You and sort so... of center them
1: around femme, femme stories in general. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I think really it's it's a it's a theater company that is created because I will never get over middle school, mm-hmm. and I don't think anyone else really will mm-hmm. either. So it's it's really it's 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 goal is to connect uh, adult audiences with their own inner child yeah. and just. So it does come from a predominantly femme perspective because I have a predominantly femme perspective being socialized as a woman and then figuring out later that I'm not that. It's, you know, how do you get over that?
1: And uh, uh, 2020 was kind of the year of juvenilia. surprisingly enough. Uh. I I know this is a project (laughs) you were talking about for years before 2020, just to me as a friend, but this is kind of the year you went, well, I guess we're doing this now.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, as as much as 2020 absolutely sucked, uh, it was also kind of a neat opportunity because uh, it it didn't, I wasn't limited by time and space Mm -hmm. all of a sudden. It was, I could collaborate with people in New York City that I knew, uh, Lawrence, we could finally work together, Mm -hmm. and... All of a sudden, I was it was able to kind of bring uh, loads of people together to work on projects in yeah. a way that we hadn't before. With so these digital, predominantly we,
1: Zoom Zoom based like reading yeah. productions, yeah.
2: You just want me to talk about what the actual thing is, and I'm over here waxing <laughs> poetical. Um,
1: well, when you say time are, and space, I'm like, what? Do they have a fucking Tardis? Like, what's Aurelia do- doing? Yeah, we
2: do yeah. over so over Zoom we do uh, readings of beloved teen movies and movies teens love. Uh, And we make them drinking games. So the actors drink when certain things happen and the audience drinks too. And then, uh, you know, we kind of see how long we can keep it together. And it always devolves into just absolute chaos. Oh, it's trash. I love it. it, (laughs) it's trash and in an attempt to kind of avoid copyright lawsuits i write all of the action myself Mm -hmm. and that kind of uh is like a conduit for uh you know that feeling of sitting on a couch with your sassiest best friend who just like dunking on a movie and just tearing it to pieces and that feeling that i miss so much and i know that a lot of other folks miss too and we turn these into fundraisers for various causes and organizations i was gonna say you raise a lot
0: of money for like some really great causes
2: yeah, last year we raised over $6,000. Wow. Oh, we did? For, oh, I know! And some it's of that crazy. was matched
0: too, right? That's not even counting the yes. stuff that was matched by other
1: donors to other organizations. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, this past reading, we did a Christmas Prince for, uh, and we donated to SO Equity, an organization here in my hometown in the Rogue Valley uh, of Ashland, that- Oregon? Of Ashland, Oregon. Um, I know, such a townie. Um, but they are doing a really important work in terms of racial justice in the valley. There's a lot of racism in this valley that I think people in my hometown of Ashland, in particular, love to pretend doesn't exist. But oh, it's there. Um, and they, yeah, it's a great organization. And they had a really generous donor who was going to match every donation made from now until March. And so when we raised a thousand dollars for them, we really raised two grand. So that's Incredible. pretty exciting. That's
0: so great.
1: And Um, I'm just so excited to see where it goes now. I mean, we recently kind of had a conversation about like, Juvenalia sort of sprung out of doing all these Zoom readings. Well, a few years down the line, say we don't necessarily need to do readings over Zoom. The company still exists. And so now there's all this potential for work to grow out of this thing that restrained us so much, and now we have a way to use that just to, like, build on it going forward.
2: Yeah, I'm really actually quite excited to see how these things can, like, hybridize mm-hmm. and how we can kind of keep the good vibes going. And I don't want it to just be the drunk readings, obviously. Eric has had some ideas of things that he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so, like, in addition to the drunk readings, we're, like, just want it to be, a like, a, a space and, a, like, a, a production company that allows people in the collective... To uh, produce things that, you know, fall under the mission statement and that align with, you know, telling youth stories from from diverse perspectives. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. if you have interest in that, you can look at our website launching today Woo-woo. at the Juveniliacollective.com.
0: Yes, we Woo-woo. will link it yeah. in the show that notes. Be up.
1: This is going up on Thursday. So, yeah, if it's up by Thursday, then yeah.
2: It should be up by later this afternoon. We'll see. The whole team is hungover today. <laughs>
1: That's incredible. Um, yes, because it's a New Year's. I don't know. We didn't... Did we mention that at the beginning? We are recording the day yeah, after New, New Year's Day. Um, so yeah, we're recording this on New
0: Year's Day. So Happy New Year to us. Um, Happy New
1: Year's. How uh, Very quickly, I guess we should say, how was everyone's holiday? holiday time?
0: That's fine. Yeah, it was fine. No, it was oddly... <laughs> okay. I, I, I feel like I talked about this uh, on the episode with Grant, but, like, it was oddly normal for me just because, like, I'm living with family right now and, like, we're all together. So, like, I didn't see extended family, Um, obviously, but I just got to chill with my fam and just take it easy. It didn't feel much different from usual. I, like, it's got mean. to, like, virtually spend time with a lot of friends, so, like, that was very nice, so.
1: It was yeah, excellently. I, I felt like my holidays weren't so lonely because usually the going home for the holidays means that like family and no friends, but I got a good mix of both because the family I'm around physically and the friends I'm around virtually uh, just warmed my heart when I thought I didn't have any more space in my heart for warmth because 2020 just hushed me out like a candle.
2: (laughs) Oh. Oh, the metaphor. Yeah, I had like an interesting holiday season because like earlier in the year, I was like, i i don't want to celebrate christmas this year because i'm a jewish and i was like I, i'm curious to see like how i can really kind of focus on my spiritual needs this winter as opposed to my capitalist materialist ones and not to be like a negative nancy but I really do think that like contemporary Christmas as it is is really just like our uh day of worship to capitalism and that may sound like really bitter but that's it just uh, every black friday year goes and christmas and... are the
1: two most profitable holidays
2: yeah and i just uh, it, it was starting to feel kind of like bad and weird but mm-hmm. then as the holiday season like encroached upon us it became like really apparent to me that like as an american i would have to work so hard to keep mm-hmm. christmas out of my life and i was i mean we were doing a christmas, christmas prince anyway yeah Yeah. but like that's like christmas
1: but ironic yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) exactly it's like dunking on christmas yeah um but like my family even growing up even though both my moms are jewish like we celebrated hanukkah and christmas and i'm not really quite sure their reasoning behind that i'm sure something to do with you know just like jewish assimilation and not wanting the kids to feel left out um but and, and and the more i kind of thought about it the more i'm like you know what like even like Capitalist reasons aside, like there is something really lovely about you know putting a tree inside of your house and and decorating it and,
1: mm-hmm. I, and I Animal think Animal Crossing I was... just did such a good job with their Christmas <laughs> yes. stuff anyway that like how could you uh. not? I
0: I am such a Catholic. Um, in <laughs> when I say that I mean that I love two things: pomp and also circumstance. <laughs> and so like <laughs> that is why I love Christmas so much. Like yes, it's so it's it's devolved into this materialist thing that doesn't necessarily um focus around the birth of our lord and savior jesus christ <laughs> just but, an old like, queen I, love, I i just love the <laughs> like um just the rigmarole of putting up a tree and decorating decorating things with holly and all that i don't know it just fills me with such a primal joy yeah, um, taking trees yeah. bringing
1: them inside taking lights putting them outside it's all topsy-turvy <laughs> i love it
0: Woo!
2: yeah i love all of like the pagan aspects of christmas like all that shit's really fun um and i do i do love a good christmas song and i think it's just really funny that like of the christmas songs the best ones were written by jews
1: mm-hmm.
2: um <laughs> <laughs> i'm not wrong it's true like
1: are <laughs> thinking about um wait give me a name specifically
2: uh white christmas written by a jew
1: irving berlin uh, that's who i was Yes, Irving Berlin wrote a lot of Christmas
2: music, and that was, yeah, he, 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 Jew. But I will say, though, of all of the Christmas songs that are about the birth of Baby Jeebus, like, Silent Night really slaps. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh,
1: my God. Especially the Mariah Carey version. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Did
0: you see that tweet that was, uh, I think you're thinking of Oh, Holy Night, Eric. Um, But did you see that tweet that was like, Oh, Holy Night is uh, Christianity's Defying Gravity? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, Holy Night and Silent
0: Night, not the same. Yeah, song. two separate Hold songs. I'm like, sorry, I, I songs.
1: checked out for a second. I was like having to think in my brain, like, wait, those are two different. Those are
0: not the same. What the yeah, fuck? basically, one's a ballad, one is a power ballad. Anyways, oh yeah, this is enough Christmas Big talk. Difference. Just like you can be, you can be a bottom yeah, or a power done. bottom. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yes. Anyway, this is a gay video games podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to segue. Speaking of capitalism, uh, today. But
2: great. Festivals great segue. of the
0: Winter Stars, be damned. <laughs> today, we are talking about one of our absolute favorite games. Um, I don't want to. I just said I love Palm Circumstance, and I'm just gonna like say the name of this game. Mm. Anyways, let's just talk about. Drum roll. This week we are talking about the 2016 Farming Simulator Stardew Valley.
1: Oh my gosh Aurelia what music do you want me to use here
2: um the when you when you when you log in it's the main screen and it's like <laughs> yeah uh, do, 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 do. I love uh, it my favorite
1: thing about fun. editing is like when we all try to sing and then once I sync it up and none of us are synced <laughs> up and it's just us singing <laughs> three different songs can I
0: like have
2: that can I like have that and like make it my I want to make that my alarm
0: Um, Okay, uh, can I give a little brief Mm. overview of what this game is?
2: Yes, please. I wish you would.
0: Work. Okay, so this is a uh, farming simulator game inspired by the Harvest Moon franchise of video games. Uh, So basically in this game, you are a a person who is working a dead-end job uh, and you decide to take over your late grandfather's farm. Uh, So you move to the Stardew Valley, to the town of Pelican Town, where you befriend and date the townsfolk, which we will talk a lot about. And you basically just live an idyllic life where you, uh, farm, fish, mine, um, and just live your best, uh, provincial life. Uh, this game was developed by, uh, a man by the name of Eric Barone, who also goes by a- the alias Concerned Ape. And one thing that's super notable about this game, it was developed entirely by one person, which is... One
1: person. Since Bonkers. 2012 by himself. 2012 yeah. to 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he only, the only help he had was like um, Chucklefish the publisher like helped him port it to consoles, but other than that like everything from the music to the dialogue, the ev- everything yeah. in the designs of the games is all like, one single mind, which is insane.
0: Yeah, I read a story yeah. about the like uh, um, kind of his journey with the game. So yeah, basically after he graduated from college in 2011 he like started this game just kind of as a way to like pad out his resume. He wanted to practice making a video game and um, you know, have something to like show potential employers um and he thought like oh well me and my girlfriend we like played harvest moon a lot on our uh dates together and like we i I might as well just make one of those because the harvest moon series had actually been like dipping in quality in recent years because of like a trademark dispute and just a bunch of stuff going on with that franchise
2: can i ask about that because i played i played harvest moon all growing up and i didn't know about this
0: yeah okay so um
1: yeah, there haven't been a f- them in a while, now that I'm thinking about it. There hasn't been a harvest moon.
0: There have fact. been, you just pro- there have been, but you just don't know about it. So um Basically, what happened is uh, the game is known in Japan as the series called uh, Bokujo Monogatari, which means farm story. Um, And basically that game got published in North America as uh, Harvest Moon uh, by this publisher named Natsume. Uh, And at some point in recent years, Natsume split with Marvelous, the developers of the game, um, and they kept the legal rights to the Harvest Moon game. And so they started making their own Harvest Moon games that were bad um but marvelous the developers of the um original bokujo monogatari franchise um continued making games which are like pretty okay but now they're called story of seasons so if you ever see a game oh, called story of seasons that is actually yeah. what you yeah that I is no what idea that those were related move. yeah
2: oh i'm gonna get one yeah
0: they're like um
2: they're okay they're, yeah they're <laughs> yeah. of like okay quality it's no Harvest Moon yeah. okay
0: got it um, it's but... no Stardew Valley gone well
2: I yeah, was gonna say, yeah to Stardew, let's circle back I just wanted to know because yeah. I was curious yeah
0: circling back Eric Barone was like I want to make my own Harvest Moon game since you know there's this whole thing I love that he
1: like... I love that he was like I need to make a game so my girlfriend will play something with me <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah. that was like the inciting incident of Stardew Valley yeah
0: um, yeah and so like he... well kind
2: of yeah, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. On that on that note, I, I think I said this to you, Lawrence, when you were on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I never considered myself a gamer simply because of the games that I played. Definitely, like, were more. Um, it was all farming simulators. It was The Sims. It was it was games where you just kind of open world, walked around, and did chores. Mm-hmm. So it was like hard for me to consider myself a gamer because you have such a, like an idea of what a gamer. Is and looks like, and then it was kind of only through my friendship with you, Eric, where I was like, "Oh, actually, like I'm at these extremely high levels on these games. Maybe I can consider myself
1: yeah. a gamer." But but like you think of those games and like you want to lump them and was like, "Yeah, but those are like girl games. Those like, are, girl those are like the games. same thing as like you know Metal Gear or whatever." Um, which is so dumb because I'm I, I'm at the point where it's like saying like I'm not a gamer is kind of feels the same as like I don't really like music or movies that much because I just like I don't really think they're for me but like games have such a variety in the same way as movies yeah. and music to just to say like well I don't really like video games I'm like well then what have you played.
2: No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I realized I actually, I love video games and like a really good video game where I just get to walk around and have kind of organization in my digital life that I don't in my real life are really appealing to me.
1: Especially in a year like this one.
2: Oh, I played so much Stardew Valley this year. Please continue. <laughs> yeah, Well,
1: very similar to like Animal <laughs> Crossing. I mean, I think mm-hmm. the Animal Crossing comparison is going to come up. Going to pop up uh, a lot, yeah. Again and yeah. again,
2: except in Stardew Valley... You get to fuck. So I uh, literally
1: the words out of my mouth I was gonna say, but <laughs> but those animals aren't fucking. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, let's like kind of go from there. I wanted to ask you, Aurelia, first. Like, what was your first experience with this game? How did you come to it? And uh, yeah, why did you want to talk about it on this show?
2: Okay. Well, uh, I th- I found this game through Eric. I went over to your house one time and you were playing it, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> My little brain just like
1: It's "It's called Death Stranding It's really good You should play it
0: (laughs) Not Death Stranding
2: Well, I thought, originally I actually had thought it was some, I thought it was a new um, Harvest Moon, mm-hmm. which I had sent that I I'd played growing up. Um, and in Harvest Moon, there's also a romantic element, but you can't be gay. Mm-hmm. in the it, not, not in the first Harvest Moon, anyway. Not in um, most of
0: them. They actually, sorry, quick tangent. Uh, no, they, yeah, go. They re-released the, like, uh, Game Boy Advance Harvest Moon, which is one of the best ones. They recently mm-hmm. re-put it on Switch as Story of Seasons, Friend of Mineral Town. And they finally added gay oh, romance.
1: Oh, so they game. put it the old ones too. You can play the old ones just under a different name. It's
0: it's like a remastered version. It's like now like in a like 3D art style, but it is essentially the same oh game gosh. as the Game Boy Advance version. Uh, but I yeah, know I,
1: that, and I call myself a games journalist. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do as you, of this do moment, <laughs> as of this year. <laughs> uh,
2: um,
0: anyways, continue. But yeah,
2: yes. So then, um, I got it for my laptop uh, via Steam. Thank you, mm-hmm. and uh, it was so hard to figure out, um, and I had to have the wiki open at all times. Mm-hmm. And I do not just... play without
1: the wiki. I don't know anyone that doesn't play. It is an essential tool. Yeah. To
2: <laughs> it's an essential tool because it just doesn't tell you anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I think I'm drawn to these kinds of games uh, because I there's a there's an inherent chaos and disorganization and inability to um, organize and like live my life by certain routines in my own life. Mm-hmm. But... In these games, I kind of like obsessively create these schedules for myself, yeah. mm. and that are so ooh, so soothing. I just got like a tingle down my spine thinking about like I know exactly what I do on each day in Stardew Valley. Mm.
0: Do you have Virgo in your chart? Not at all. Oh wow, <laughs>
2: interesting.
0: Oh, you're a sad. We should say yeah because yeah. eric is Sag, yeah. eric is famously a triple vergs and so like yes i can't believe sense. we live together I can't <laughs> believe a... I'm,
2: I'm actually yeah i'm triple fire i'm Ooh. Sag sad sun leo moon sad rising and then i have a little bit of capricorn in my chart which might be what you're picking up on
1: mm. mm-hmm. um yeah sort of the 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 drive the driving the yeah, yeah. it's
2: it's 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 it comes into conflict with my more fiery aspects um especially but I think it really like is is like petted and soothed when I'm playing games like this mm-hmm. and I know that on Tuesdays and Fridays I would give gifts to my lovers
0: yes mm. and
2: as um as the most famous bisexual I
1: <laughs> the most famous bisexual that's been on this podcast so far
2: <laughs> uh, I something that was like i really liked about this game more than any other game like this that i've played is that i could be bi yes. in this game. Mm-hmm. And I read every- uh, today
1: yeah. um that like games that let you date anybody based on gender are called player sexual games or yes. like they're not bisexual it's just the sexuality is whatever you are playing as and that is what you are. Or yes. that is what everyone everyone in the game is player sexual. Yeah.
0: I actually wanted to talk about that because I think sometimes games uh, games with queer romance options where um, there's this idea of uh, non-player characters being player sexual, they get kind of a bad rap because it's like, um, you know, this idea that a character is attracted to you, the player, regardless of what your gender is. And mm-hmm. some some people would argue that that in a way kind of like cheapens the queer romance option by making them just like, you know, a piece of code rather than <laughs> than like mm-hmm. an actual thought out thing. And like there is some weight to that. I think... I think we're kind of all of the opinion that, like, it's a net good thing, just, like, having queer romance options, you know, yeah. even if they're not fully fleshed out, are, well, like...
1: Well, because it's a beautiful game in that, it, like, the you can be queer, but there's not, like, yeah. a queer a queer storyline, or, like, there's no... You know, the game never gets into, like, the politics, the social-political climate well, of this town. what well, I was
0: going to say is that, like, I push against the idea that Stardew Valley is a player-sexual uh, queer romance game, because, mm-hmm. like, when you date, you know, when you go into same-sex relationships with these uh, bachelors and, you know, these friends that you meet across the town, uh, a lot of them have lines where they'd be like, oh, I've never felt this way about a guy before. Or like, ooh, I, like, always had an eye on you, but I didn't think that you were into other girls. Or like, wait, you're? I didn't know you were, because I'm... But I didn't this know. Comes, this
2: yeah. comes into the story that I, that yeah. I yeah. ultimately have to um,
1: tell.
0: Okay. <laughs> one other quick note I have about that is um, Alex, one of the, like, uh, guys you can date in the town. Um, his, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's has a great storyline. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, he uh, he has, like, a grandpa like who's this, like, old man in the town named George. And, like, if you get married to Alex and you are um, a male in the game, uh, he'll have line towards you where he says, like, oh, I didn't really support gay marriage at first, but, like, seeing my grandson happy with you kind of like has made me come around and change my mind uh, so oh like it has God. like what's beautiful about this game and i think we're jumping way ahead of ourselves but, <laughs> but like here we are talking about it um is that like uh the queer romances feel specific and feel like intentional in a way that a lot of these like player sexual games don't always do so it's just a testament to how lovingly crafted this game is
1: yeah, and Concerned Ape, he is continuing to, like, release updates. The game has been out oh, since yeah, 2016, yeah. but, like, just as a few weeks ago, he, like, released the oh, biggest yes. update since. Let's um, put a
0: pin on that, because I want to talk about that update. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk about that later, but yeah, that's what I'll say. It's like, Beach Farm. you know, you
1: know, the the game is still constantly evolving, and I think that some of, you know, I know he's, up, when he updates, he is always putting in new dialogue options, too. So that's not to say that, like, you know, there's not queer dialogue now, but they're, might be in updates and there's also many mods for stardew Valley you can apply to your game that change those kinds of things as well um it's a very community-based game which i love
2: it is Mm -hmm. i love it so much but anyway so i um as a disaster bisexual i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i'm not the best at um talking to women in real life Um, but I, this game is like really representative of like very different, like, not that like people are like types necessarily, but like all of my particular tastes in people were very much present and represented in this game, which (laughs) was really fun because then I, I got to, you know, marry my dream girl, but we're getting ahead of myself. So I originally, Eric, I remember talking to you about this when I first got the game. I was smitten with the two redheads in town. Leah and Penny. Mm. And I was like, "Oh no, how will I choose?" But then <laughs> it it kind of became apparent to me as I started playing that like, "Oh, I can actually date mm-hmm. every single oh, them person in the town and I actually All I the, young, the, um, the, young, the young
1: the young millennials yeah. of the town so yeah. there's
2: like there's oh, originally I was trying to break up the grocery store couple and get with that mom but <laughs> <laughs> that was not an option for me apparently oh my god um,
0: would but... you go into her to her house and she serves <laughs> her you her like, tea room the tea <gasps> that is like spiked with something oh that is a moment and
2: she gets you high yes. yeah oh, wait who
0: is this an icon uh, Pierre's Carol... wife Caroline Caroline Yeah. yeah, <gasps>
2: yeah. Abigail's mom mm-hmm.
0: oh my god
2: um, but yeah, I so <laughs> I kind of got I got like not like bored of the game quickly, but I somehow managed to get through the like the main challenge of the game really is to get the uh, community center yes. mm-hmm. up and going and Because of my my a bit uh, obsessive compulsive behavior with games like this, I got through that very quickly. Mm -hmm.
1: And so then I was like, I literally just did it last night when I when I turned on the game to like check in on it. I like finally found the final the final thing I needed to finish it.
2: Um, What were you missing?
1: I was missing one rabbit's foot, funny enough, Mm. and it was Ah. the one thing I've been missing for like three in-game months, and that was the one thing I couldn't get to like finish the uh, to finish the center. Ah. But it's cute. Oh, so no. I ostensibly, like, finished, quote unquote, the game last night. Um, but it
2: still goes. Like, it's just... It oh, yeah. No, the game never ends. That's that. the
1: thing. Yeah. It goes years and it, years if you want to. It, it goes
2: to. on and on. Yeah. So I... <laughs> so once that happened, I was like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna play the fields, Keep my options open here. <laughs> Wide And so open. I was... I, I got to full hearts level with... And I had... I got given a bouquet to every single, single member of... The town and I got because I really I wanted to see all of their moments I wanted to like have all all of their own like
1: story story storylines and cutscenes you don't get unless you're like romancing them Mm -hmm. yeah
2: exactly and I when I first started the game I didn't realize that I could make my character a a girl but I also I kept my actual name and I just like had a boy bodies which like you know trans experience Ray Ray Mm -hmm. Ray Ray um but I so really i'm in a straight relationship in the game i'm getting ahead of myself so i would like when i was like in the hot air balloon with harvey who has like a striking resemblance to my real life partner um he was like he was like i've never felt this way about a boy before and then we would like kiss and it was great and like alex would also be like i've never felt this way about a about a boy before and then we you know kiss and stuff and so I was like, I was like really happy with my life. I would on Tuesdays and Fridays give presents to all of my girlfriends. And then I told a friend of mine this that I was doing this, and she was like, "You know that they're like they're gonna like get mad at you soon. They're gonna find out and get mad at you." And so I googled it, and it turns out that what happens is you go into Haley's house, and all of the girls are there. And they're like, we just found out that you're dating all of yeah, us!
0: we have some very in- <laughs> interesting information about you, well, player. Well, 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 look who it is. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: ah! And so then also the same thing happens with the boys. If you go into you the go tavern, the bar, they're yeah. all there and they're like, hey, we heard you're dating all of us! And I felt really bad because I was like, oh no, I've like been all of these boys' like first queer experiences. Mm-hmm. Probably not the goth one. I don't think that he was like <laughs>
1: I broke all these queer boys <laughs> hearts. <laughs> I
2: know! I was like, oh no, I've like awoken something in you and now I'm <laughs> Like betrayed all of you, heart. and you're gonna <laughs> shove
1: it back down because of me. I'm so sorry.
2: So I, was like, I was like, oh no, and so like I kind of knew that this was coming, mm-hmm. but I knew who I wanted to marry. I knew I wanted to marry Leah. Because I love, like, I love her, like, little artsy cabin. And and I she's also right. a yeah. city
1: transplant. Her story is also that she, like, used to be in the city, but she left it for the farm
0: life, just like your character does. Yeah. yeah. And she's Eric, an artist, and right? He, she's the one who's who yeah. does sculptures. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, she's a woodworker. Mm-hmm. And I, Eric, you used to make fun of me about this because you... You just think that that's, like, my type of person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, just because I look at that and I can, like, think of real life people who I can oh my compare. God. Well, it's the thing. In Stardew Valley, like, every romantic character, you can point at them and say, this specifically reminds I... me of a person I have dated. Lawrence, you have an exact example. <gasps> Go on.
2: Yes. Okay.
0: So, literally... Like, it was so subconscious, but, like, the first two uh, people that I dated were uh, Shane and Harvey, who, if you look at pictures, look exactly like both of my ex-boyfriends, one of them being you, Eric Sotis. <laughs> I am Shane. You look so much like I'm Shane. The, I'm the grumpy, <laughs> pessimistic one. Yeah. yeah. You well,
2: know, I have a lot of things to say about Shane, but you go, you finish your story. And
0: uh, Harvey the doctor looks like uh, mm. my other ex-boyfriend, so, like, that, like, I did that and I, like, took a look back and I was like, why am I like this? <laughs> Why did I do my, this to myself? And talking yeah. about the Shane of it all. Um the and also of going all. back to <laughs> Shane of it all. Uh, going back to horoscopes a little bit. I'm a cancer, mm. and so like one like one of my toxic traits is like, ooh, I can fix you. <laughs> <laughs> and so Shane, like his whole story of like being a struggling alcoholic. <laughs> it, just, mm. it gets like very dark. There's something about something but also was, like,
1: Shane was like, like the first character I romanced to but for for the same sort of like I can fix him but then when mm-hmm. I'm like oh but then when you said that Shane reminds me of Eric I'm like oh wait am I just trying to fix to myself, myself? <laughs> <laughs> is that is that where it all comes from is it actually a deeper subconscious thing oh, well then that's
2: funny because I actually yeah I think that if I were to like be like any of the you know characters in the game it would probably be Leah <laughs> Little little artist who lives in a cabin and just makes her little woodworking and blah blah blah.
1: <laughs> this but, is like, a farming actually, game, by the way. But so yeah. we're reading a lot into <laughs> it. We're talking no, no, about bye-bye. like all of our all of our fucking in a video game. Like, <laughs> oh, and also you you grow eggplants.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's funny because Harvey. Uh, if I had to, if I had to marry one of the men, it would have been Harvey, who, like I said, looks and acts so much like my partner Wiley, even down to like his love of pickles. Um, but. Every single friend of mine who plays this game, you two included, uh, is obsessed with Shane and wants to marry Shane. And Ugh. I'm like, why do I have? And I was so repulsed by <laughs> by Shane. Was
1: Shane like the bottom of your list? <laughs> yeah,
2: I would never. Yeah. Like, as, when I had to like save him from killing himself, I was like, this is not the partner for me. Hmm.
0: Going back to the dating the whole town thing real quick. Yes. Um, really. Yes. I was going to ask, do you know the workaround to that situation?
2: Well, I, it didn't happen. So okay. uh, maybe I did, but I. Oh, you
0: never! Oh, you never got the scene where they all confronted you.
2: I. I- I'll tell you what happened, but yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Well, let me, real quick, I was just going to say, with that thing where you go into Haley's house or the tavern and all the bachelors or bachelorettes confront you, um, if you have a rabbit's foot item in your inventory, uh, you go in and like, there's a little line that says like, you touch your rabbit's foot and you feel a strange sense of comfort. um, And then instead of them confronting you, you get to like, I don't know what it is with the girl scene, but I experienced the guy scene because I romanced all the guys in the town. And you basically (laughs) just like you basically just hang out with all your boyfriends and be like, hey, come play pool with us. (laughs) And it's very sweet and cool.
1: Similar, I know we're going to talk about Persona 5 in a couple of weeks, but like Persona 5 also does a thing where like you can date everybody and then they will confront you and then it's fine.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, so I carried my rabbit's foot I knew this was going to happen, yes. so I carried my rabbit's foot with me at all times. Oh,
0: same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. But
2: then I knew, I went into town one day, and I knew that it was going to happen with the girls, because mm-hmm. all of the girls were walking to Haley's house. Mm-hmm. Oh all God. of them. Ooh. And I'd never seen this happen before, and I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, the girls oh, fuck. are gathering. So, <laughs> the girls are gathering. And I was also keeping my mermaid pendant on me, because I knew-
0: You were ready to propose. I
2: was ready to propose, mm. and I was like, okay. So, like, what happened is I saw them all going- and I was like, fuck. So I, like, went and found Leah. She was, like, on her way. She was about to go in. And I proposed right then and there.
0: Right before the moment. Right before you go right in the bo- house. yeah. I oh did. And she said
2: yes. And then I avoided the whole thing.
0: Oh, incredible. <laughs> and
2: then, so, like, yeah. So then we, <laughs> we got married. And the whole town was there. And I was like, oh, my God. I never thought this would happen. I was such, like, a, a philanderer. <laughs> you fucking
1: play. And that's what I love about Stardew Valley is, like, you can like literally just like play the game by going on the wiki and like avoiding shit you don't want to happen happening to you. It's like, wow, if I had a, like a real life version of that or maybe I should just carry a rabbit foot around with me all the time.
2: Well, so then there's more.
1: Oh. so <laughs> oh, then... oh
2: <laughs> So the only I actually I knew that was going to happen with the girls because I was done with all the girls. I still had one more heart to get with Alex and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not done so i'm not was, done with you people mm, so i was married to leah fully but i continued to bring gifts to alex and we had our romantic moment where he was like i've never been and i've never felt this way about another man and we kissed while i was married to leah and i had like so much guilt about this oh.
0: Listeners, my mouth, my hands are hovering over my mouth in shock.
2: I like, I literally, I had to like text people and be like, what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Like it was a real life situation. You called
1: the, you called Concerned Ape saying, hello, I'm a very concerned ape. I have a problem.
2: (laughs) I, I texted, I texted our friend Hannah Berg and I was like, Hannah, what do I do? (laughs) <laughs> and she was like, keep in mind, these aren't real feelings. Yeah, this is know a
0: know?
1: Video and game. also we haven't mentioned that like the way that you romance them is literally by giving them gifts and that. It's them not presents, like dialogue options or like anything. <laughs> There's no more nuance. Than that. It's just like giving them nice things. And suddenly <laughs> just, they're you have love to you.
2: find out what they like. And so it's oh, just, like, I would.
1: By going some, to the Stardew Wiki, like totally. everyone does.
2: <laughs> but it's so funny because some of those things are like not equal. Like I would bring, I would bring Penny like an emerald every day, but I would bring Harvey a pickle. So, like, <laughs> those things are not the same. Some
1: bitches, some bitches are expensive.
2: I know. Um, was ultimately why I couldn't date her. I couldn't date. I couldn't marry Penny, but I could marry Leah because we had the same tastes and stuff. Truffles, wine, goat cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fancy bitch. I mean, she loves the charcuterie. Uh, but I, so I had all this guilt. Leah never brought it up, but then I can I like couldn't give up my habits that I had formed while playing this game. So on Tuesdays Dirty and Fridays, boy. I can I continue to give gifts to my exes.
1: You just can't what, help yourself. But
2: then what happened is I went home and was giving a truffle to my sweet, precious wife, who I'm obsessed with, and she was like, "I heard you gave a gift to Haley today."
1: <gasps> Is who there told
2: you want her? to tell me and she like had this like really mad face and she was really mad oh, no. and i felt so, and she like she like i don't she she took my truffle but really begrudgingly and then the next day i couldn't find her she had left the house and i had no idea where she had gone and i was like my wife has left me my wife has left me. I'm nothing. I'm broken. And I like
1: Meanwhile, cry. are you like laying in bed next to Wiley, your partner? Going, yes.
2: Wiley, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, Wiley was like right next to me. And I was like freaking out and crying. And I was like actual tears were falling down my face. And of course, this is like the early days of the course. So I think there was probably a lot of other stuff going on internally mm-hmm. that yeah. I was like, ah, my <laughs> wife. And I was like, and Wiley... I love him so much. And he's like the most supportive person I've ever been with, but he does not give a flying fuck about my Stardew Valley farm. (laughs) Like, Like the best way that I can describe his feelings about my farm is that one time I was at the quarry busting up some, some stones to get, to get some materials. And he just looks over and makes this like disgusted face and goes, rocks Rocks. <laughs> That's it. That's the only comment he's ever made about my farm.
0: Oh man, he not
1: skating. even a gamer like a little bit though. No, no, so. no, no, no,
2: no. He he plays the most gaming he does is he plays uh, online chess. Ooh.
1: What a fucking nerd he is, Harvey. He is Harvey.
2: <laughs> I love him so much. I think I made him up. I think I like manifested him when I was in eighth grade. You were
1: playing too like, much Stardew Valley, and it happened for real. He,
0: he just jumped cares. out of the screen. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> But, um yes yeah, so I was like crying real tears that were losing my wife but then it was fine she came back we had a baby that never grows up and uh I'm just yeah every day that I give presents she just gets a little mad that I do that but she never leaves incredible
0: just, how do I'm I get obs- one of those
2: I'm obsessed with my wife like I absolutely I just like love giving her presents every single day and I kiss her every single day in the morning she like brings me coffee and I'm just like so that's uh that's my queer Stardew Valley story um I love it and that's why I wanted to talk about this game
0: my gosh I am so excited you've told me that you've had a story about dating the whole town that you wanted to share and I've been so excited to hear it um Continuing to psychoanalyze ourselves uh, via these uh, fake video game characters. These tiny
1: little square pixels on my screen.
0: I, so I have 120 plus hours into my Stardew Valley save on my Switch. Um, Are you only
1: in one still? Are you still in the same one you started with?
0: Yes. Or have you same, started yeah, over? Same okay. farm. I just I just started over on PC. I started a new game because I wanted to play the new update, which is only on PC right now. Um, but so yeah, on my Switch, I have like 120 hours. Um, I still have not married Anyone, And the reason why is because, like, once I finished dating all the guys and, like, all the girls that I wanted to date, because um, I don't like Haley... <laughs>
2: sucks
0: Uh, um I was like okay like let me choose which one to marry and then A I was plagued by indecision and in B I was like wait my farm's not good enough yet I like can't welcome a husband (laughs) into my life um I was like I need to like improve my own life for my own life first before I'm like ready for commitment which is like just so apt I shut myself off from love potentials because I always think that like my life isn't good enough (laughs)
1: Oh my
2: god, the parallels
1: man. are too intense. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Similar to my life, I've like, I just like keep sending like dick pics to Shane, and he just keeps sending them back. And then I'm like, so are we like gonna do something? It's like, wow, so crazy. Similar to my Wait, real life. Eric, yeah, Eric.
2: I thought you yeah. were married
1: to Shane. I'm not married to anybody. Still, no. I'm I'm still working on it. Actually, I'm working on Leah right now. I just gave her some goat cheese last night. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna uh, get her 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 uh, romance cutscene soon
2: a really uh, do you want to tell you what it is or do you want to be surprised no I'm I'm,
1: no it'll probably happen like when I play today after we finish recording this um. well there's a
2: really fun moment where her ex shows up
1: (gasps) oh my gosh okay don't spoil it and I'm I'm
2: like I'd say my like I a toxic thing about me is that I I kind of love a little jealousy Mm. and so like I kind of like was like so hyped and of course I was a little bit bummed that my character was a man because like I was like in my head I was like oh yeah this like dude shows up and he's like come back to the city with me and she's like no I'm gonna stay here and enjoy my country life with my wife (laughs) like that is and like my parents are lesbian farmers so perhaps I was just like super like in my head like the ideal like adult kind of relationship is, like, two sapphics running a farm mm-hmm. and taking care of mm-hmm. animals. So I was like, yes! <laughs> like, my dream is coming true!
1: Can you not change your gender once you start the game? Is that not a thing that lets you do? 1.5
0: update, the, the, the one you that change just your came looks. out, you can now change your name and your gender, so...
1: Well, alright. Really
0: cool shit. Cool shit happens. So I kind of so, yeah, like,
2: was... like my little guy.
0: Yeah, but, like, super cool. Like, now you can, like, I mean... That's incredible for anyone playing. You can, A, change the game experience. Be you know, great for trans gamers who can, you know... Yeah. How, um, how many of them have, like, you know, changed their actual identities... Yeah, exactly. ...in the and last like, couple
1: of years and are still playing Stardew Valley and now have the chance to do it to reflect
0: yeah, their life in that game, too. Incredible. I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, that just goes... You talked about the 1.5 update earlier and how this game gets constant updates, but, like, uh, Eric Brony is a superhero. He, like, <laughs> just continues to patch this game and, like... Adds so much content. This, like, 1.5 update added a ton of new crops, like, new characters, new dialogue options, uh, new animals, so much stuff. So, like, it's a constantly evolving game that is just, like, a perfect escape. We talked about, like, the Animal Crossing comparison earlier. Um, I think you see that definitely, like, in... uh, the uh, updates for this game. They just added sitting on furniture that you can now add like furniture outside (laughs) anywhere.
1: Uh I saw that and I went like, okay, okay. Concerned Ape. I know, I know you're playing animal crossing. I know you just got the update too, which is
0: great. We love to see, you know, uh, game developers taking ideas from other games and like implementing them and throwing them in. But, And like I
1: also said earlier, um, as well as concerned updating, there's all kinds of mods you can add to the game that, like, um, add all kinds of stuff. Uh, One of the ones I found that I actually really liked a lot is one that um, adds racial diversity. You can, like, change the races of all the the townspeople. You can change their body types. Um, It even lets you, like, change what their clothing and stuff is, which I super love. Um, That's just, like, giving the option of diversity that maybe wasn't there at the start that you can just do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, now that I'm on PC, I can, like, play with mods for the first time. And one of the first ones that I added, uh, don't judge me, was the Bara Bachelor mod, which make, which turns all the bachelors into bears. <laughs> <gasps> Lawrence, What? It's
2: I great. I
0: should have known. Wait,
2: bears like actual bears or, like, bears like Cape Cod?
0: Uh, Cape Cod bears.
2: <laughs> oh. Not- Bara, Bara, that's, like, the
0: Japanese word for bear, right? Yeah. Um, Ooh. I also added one that turns uh, Clint, the blacksmith, who is, like, this, like uh incel straight dude <laughs> who like has like does a... it turn
1: him dead does he die
0: um <laughs> no but i turned so him he into, this, into like... a bachelor no no. I, I think there is one that turns him into like a dateable bachelor but i turned one that like made him into this like gruff ripped uh ginger lumberjack uh Ooh. looking guy uh and so i can still so... which makes it even more funny that like emily who's like um who clint is like in love with and like Con- Emily but constantly shuts him down to
1: because he's too ashamed of himself. Yeah, yeah. it makes I, it even better how Emily Clair. just like the keeps character. shutting him down. I hate Emily.
0: <laughs> you hate Emily. I love her. I love I Emily. Let my let crystal queen. Girl
2: I dated. <laughs> as we as we continue to psychoanalyze ourselves as, you know, as we talk about this game, I. Emily, yeah, here's my thing about Emily. And this is just like actually says so much about me and my own like hangups when it comes to love and relationships. She just liked me too much mm. too fast.
1: Mm. <laughs> much- but did you keep giving her gifts? Like that's what happens in this
2: game. <laughs> Well, I I gave her gifts that she loved. And then she was just like so into me so fast. She liked me so much so fast that I had to start giving her presents that she didn't like as much. So she would kind of cool off. <laughs> Uh, and then i would like go into her house and give like a sunflower to Haley, and like that's her favorite thing and then i would give like a sunflower to emily and she was only kind of meh about sunflowers and she'd be like thanks i'm getting a positive energy from this gift and i'm like that's all you're gonna get bitch
1: Oh really? It's pixels on a screen.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but she just annoyed me so much. Like for someone who was so into fashion, I thought her dress was fugly. I was like, "Girl, get yourself some actual fucking style."
1: No, I I love her. Annoyed by God, I love it. Well, but like to kind of take all of this and kind of like loop it back Mm -hmm. into a queer discussion, I guess. uh, This game, um provides one of the gayest things that we all love the most which is drama like this game has drama and i feel like especially in a year like which i can say especially in a year like last year um drama was something that i think all of the queers were starved for because we didn't have like shit to talk about or Mm -hmm. people to talk about so games like stardew valley like i mean we all played animal crossing but like the most animal crossing gets in its drama is like oh no she didn't like my cookies but in this one it's like who's the mayor fucking like and that kind of stuff is and <laughs> the fact that Aurelio really, so you keep funny. telling me it's like I have this story but I can't tell you what I just got out. but I, and it's, it's it's literally the same feeling of like Eric I have some tea and I'm going to share some tea with you. <laughs> and do you know how much I've missed that? Uh-huh. You know how good. This is for me and we're talking about fucking code in a uh-huh. of video game
0: right now. And again, like the like beautiful thing about it is that it's so low stakes cuz like mm-hmm. I mean we're we're talking at, at length, about the like dating aspects, but again, this is a game that is essentially a farming the sim. Like, farming, the bulk of the farming, game, <laughs> you
1: can go mining, you can fish, yeah, all that shit, too. The bulk yeah, of the game, whatever. Like, but the drama, the drama, so
0: so like it's like low stakes because, like, you can, like, like, one thing you can, like, ignore all the dating sim stuff if that's not your gig. Uh, I have a friend who's literally not gifted a single gift to anyone and has just like worked on his farm non stop and has turned into like a well oiled machine. Uh, so like, uh, you know, there's like, like it. Much like Animal Crossing, there's so much freedom. Um, And I think because you have that freedom, there's that, like, space for that creativity, imagination. Uh, You can, like, create these roleplay experiences. Um, In my, like, new PC file that I'm doing, I'm, like, masquerading as, like, a straight man. And since I didn't, like, date... (laughs) The, like, most of the bachelorettes before, I'm, like, now dating them. But then, like, after I date most of them, I'm going to be like, what if he has, like, a queer awakening with one guy? And then it leads him
1: to <laughs> and you it You cannot bring
0: yourself hat. to even yeah.
2: pretend. <laughs> I love it. I
0: can't keep I... up the illusion.
1: <laughs> we can't do <laughs> it anymore. We can't keep going no. like this, honey.
2: I really want my farm to look beautiful. And I, I sort oh, of, so as hard. I got it's so hard I need to
1: and I can't do it I see pictures all the time I can do Animal Crossing I cannot do Stardew Valley
2: We see like I got my I got my island to a place where I was like I think this looks pretty cool and then yeah. I started following some Instagram accounts of like really fancy like designer islands mm-hmm. and I'm like oh no it looks like garbage um, but I so I uh, decided to turn my farm after I had like a, enough money to kind of live and sustain myself I decided that I was going to turn my farm into a winery and, bu- and brewery yes
1: uh, That's which, where and the like, money
2: and ju- is. I know. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to do like artisanal items, like artisanal, like animal products, like fine cheeses, fancy vegetables. And I was like, I'm just going to be like the charcuterie queen over here. Mm-hmm. But it was really hard. And I just, it's, <laughs> it's so hard.
1: And, that, just, and that's don't. kind of why this game, I trailed off of it so much harder than I did Animal Crossing, because this game does have like real like skill and numbers, stuff you can get into. And like, at, at some point, my brain just like stops working that way. I can do it for a little bit. But it is this was a hard though. one to get back into. I tried to, after being gone for a while, but it's really hard to like, continue to make goals for yourself once you've kind of done everything in, yeah. in a story way <laughs> that's yeah.
0: not to say though that you shouldn't play it because if you haven't it is like a, like if you loved animal crossing and kind of burnt off of that this is a perfect game to jump into mm-hmm. um because there's so much stuff it's also super addicting um unlike animal crossing which runs on like a real 24 hour clock um the games or the days in stardew valley run like every 20 minutes or so so like you're mm-hmm. like just constantly going through going through days and going through the seasons and like
1: yeah, winter's the hardest one and I like love that's what I'm trying winter's to get No, winter's the through best uh, because I can't do it. I'm little no. and I, here's what happened Eric, to Eric, me here's,
0: here's why. Eric uh, winter's winter's the best because you don't have to farm and you can focus on designing your uh farm so that come spring you have a pretty farm that you can just plant things in.
2: And what happened
1: is I'm out of money right now so I don't like have oh, the money poor. to go and make new stuff so I don't have a way to buy like Gross, you know poor. grow grow and sell <laughs> crops and stuff until I can.
2: Do you do you have your greenhouse?
1: I do have my green oats. I'm growing some stuff. I mean, I'm getting money still. It's mm-hmm. just like I want hundreds of thousands of Here's dollars. Here's what you do.
2: Here's what you do. Pro-strat.
1: Mm-hmm. Pro-strat part of the episode. Here pro-strat. we go. Uh
2: In your seed maker, put in rare seed.
1: hmm Uh-huh.
2: And then grow rare the, those rare blue fruits. hmm And then huh. you just like only grow that. And then... Make jams and wines, and from that, and then you will have a lot of money.
0: Yeah, ancient mm-hmm. fruit is the wave. Also,
2: ancient fruit—that's it. Yes, yes.
0: spring or how through about fall. I
1: continue growing some actual plants that I have on my desk right here. These are okay, onions. I farmer. <laughs> I have green onions. <laughs> this, well, no, he's look, is a showing, farmer, I'm showing and these are his crops. Crop. I'm showing these are my microgreens. <laughs> okay, look. When I was home for Christmas, when I was home for Christmas, I grew this squash, and I'm very proud of this squash that I grew, and I'm going to cook it. I'm a real farmer boy.
2: Good for you. My jade plant committed suicide, so.
1: <laughs> I
0: killed my succulent, which are notoriously very easy to take care of.
1: <laughs> I kill my succulents more than I kill real plants. This is useless information, but that is, I don't understand why I oh. kill cactuses, but I can grow everything else just fine.
2: Wait, I just, you, because you, you love too much. Um, I just love too just, much, every
1: listener. That's the whole thing. I'm I single. I just
2: realized something. Are you wearing that hat because we're talking about a farming sim?
1: Yes, and I also have all of my farming tools sitting next to me on my bed. I brought props for this episode. Oh my God, hold up.
0: I'm going to screenshot this. (laughs) Wait, hold up your little farming tool. I'm obsessed. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Wow, okay.
2: (laughs) Eric dresses. For the occasion for this for this oral medium, Eric is like, better get a costume.
1: I do. Okay, no listener. I dress up for every episode. If we're gonna record <gasps> and like I haven't, I haven't showered noticed. or gotten out of pajamas, I will like take a shower and like at least put on a nice shirt just so I like feel like I'm I doing feel something like you're a, in a professional. professional. Space.
0: Yeah. Okay, work.
2: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Triple Virgo. <laughs>
2: this is gay, 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 Anyways, gay, gay. Bring us
0: back on track. Are there any final <gasps> yes. thoughts we wanna share about Stardew Valley, why we love it? Um, queer stuff, etc. Well,
1: yeah, I think um, one of the things that I really like about Stardew Valley is, um, if in it specifically in the queer aspect of it, is that it's crazy that we have. I feel like my queer experience and a lot of my friends' queer experiences are growing up in. Rural places where your queerness is not super accepted and you kind of grow up with this dream of moving to a city or a metropolis where that kind of thing will be. And I feel like Stardew Valley is so refreshing in that it can be the inverse of that. It's about you leaving a city that doesn't accept you and moving to a rural place where everyone does love you, no matter your identity. Mm-hmm. And that's a really cool thing to have in a video game about farming and stuff, you know? Yeah. 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 That's my love favorite.
2: It. That's a good aspect. Something I want to add and reinforce about Stardew Valley is that I think um, queerness has been such a part of my life and touches kind of everything I do about it, and my I felt really like my particular brand of queerness, just fast, loose, full of drama, um, is is so represented in this game and. While, like, yeah, it's a farming sim, like, I loved the fact that that could that my my particular brand of queer lifestyle could be a part of that. And mm-hmm. I, I felt really seen by this game, which is why yeah. I wanted to come on and
1: yeah, talk well, about it. well, literally, you said you have, you have lesbian farmer moms. lesbian farmer moms. And so this game is, like, moms. literally <laughs> that for you. Like, there's yeah. something very, very queer about leaving the world with just you and your partner and having this romantic pastoral existence away from society. Because, um, I mean, you know, uh, Concerned Ape is from the Pacific Northwest. He's like from Washington. He says that like Stardew Valley is hugely influenced by the Pacific Northwest and growing up there mm-hmm. in rural lifestyles from those from those types of places. So I think a lot of that's reflected. I think it makes sense why you Aurelia like this game because you're very much, you know, grew up in that kind of, in that space. Um,
0: Yeah. That's lovely. Um, we'll end on that. One last thing I wanted to add is that like for a game that's about capitalism, it is like kind of pretty anti capitalist in a way. Like, um
1: Oh yeah, we didn't talk about Jojo Martin yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, like one of the main like <laughs>
0: plot lines of the game is that like uh there's this corporation JoJamart that like runs um it's it's the job that you worked at before you moved to Pelican Town. Um and also like um basically you know jojo mart is essentially amazon they're like encroaching onto this mm-hmm. town and trying to like um you know uh do take their over. capitalist things yeah. and take over um but as you restore the community center um you basically kick fictional jeff bezos to the curb and like save the town <laughs> yeah. so it's great it's a lovely little um i love
1: it yeah we did i mean, there's um so much lore to stardew valley that we really didn't talk about but there's like I listened to this podcast called Lore Party that, you know, usually talks about like Mm -hmm. Assassin's Creed or Elder Scrolls, but they did some episodes on Stardew Valley. And like, there's like a war in this game. You know how like there's that dad that like doesn't show up till the second year because he's like gone fighting a war somewhere. There's like subtext in the game that like there is an ongoing war in this world that like never is directly referenced, but is just kind of on the fringes. And that like Jojo Mart might be like a weapons dealer to like be a part of this army. (laughs) What? (laughs) But there's oh, yeah,
2: also yeah,
1: there's like, also, there's also yeah. like, oh, there's also Do you like, know, Linus is God. Technically, There's like theories that like Linus, well, you're the only person that really interacts with Linus, and like he might either be God or like a figment of your imagination.
0: Linus uh, is this character in the game who's like this like hermit guy who's yeah. Is, is that okay? To he say like lives out in the, the hills. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, who just lives in a little I, tent. He's, like, friendly to you, even though he doesn't really I like bring people.
2: Him, yeah, I bring him spaghetti, and he yes. lets me sit in his tent with him. He was my yeah. first
1: best friend, even before Shane. <laughs> Linus was my first. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, very lastly, lastly, I just want to recommend the book that I read a little bit on, uh, called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Shire, uh, the host of the Triple Click podcast. Click Podcast. Oh um This is a book about love, uh, stories. Hugely
1: inspired this podcast, yeah. Triple Click. We love them.
0: Um, this is a book about... Um, uh, stories about game developers um, and, you know, kind of just the wild, wild industry that that is and how, um, you know, exploitative it can be. Um, but it talk- there's a whole chapter about Eric Barone's, Eric Barone's one man journey uh, to develop this game. And it's really super interesting if you want to hear about this guy's journey. Uh, also, really cool he's dude. a cutie. I he is, a he's really cute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when you think about like a guy in a basement making a game named Concerned 8 by himself and then you see a picture of like, wow, not... Yeah. you know maybe i shouldn't have judged i can kind of see it well he has
2: a girlfriend that he's making his video games for so alas lucky lady
1: <laughs> um come on the podcast and say you're bye eric barone come on <laughs> say, challenge. It, do say it it we challenge you <laughs>
0: do it <laughs> anyways we will be right back and we're going to talk about some more games
2: yeah can i pee yes,
0: yeah absolutely. i have to pee so bad okay great We're back with more gay for play. Um, yeah, we've
1: all pooped. We're all ready to keep going.
2: <laughs> and Lawrence is like, "How dare you? I'm a Catholic."
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. I can't talk about the fact that Jesus Lawrence says poops we on the
0: can't show. talk about our butts. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> our bodies are our shameful, <laughs> and everything they do is bad.
1: Oh my God, a Catholic and a Jew on the same podcast. Oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> mm, no, Catholic and Jews are um, we're
0: besties.
2: <laughs> yeah. The guilt, love that the shame spiral going,
0: Catholics yeah. love the Old Testament.
2: So <laughs> What is it?
1: Is, it, is it? You or Jake was like, Jews, Jews know shame, but Catholics know guilt? Or is it reversed? the opposite. It's, opposite. it's reversed. Mm-hmm.
2: Catholic, and that, I, I say that a lot. Catholics know shame. We know guilt. So we, we sit side by side and just really cozy.
1: And continue to not talk about your issues.
0: <laughs> Anyways, let's talk more about video games. What or yeah. video games slash media? What are we playing slash...
1: Yeah, Aurelia, you said you had another. Did you have another Stardew? Uh, well, oh, no, no more Stardew. I
2: just had other stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, this, but, this, Sorry.
2: but this kind of goes into what I'm I'm playing and and, and doing right
1: now. So we nice. can talk would you like about to go it. go first then?
2: Yeah. So, uh, recent I, I recently, uh, you know, uh, with the the COVIDs, uh, everyone's been doing digital theater, and so I. I had an idea that goes back to a game that I played that was super formative for me, um, called American Girl Premiere. Yes. And so on American the, the Girl, video game, it's a computer game. Oh my god! And on this computer game, you make plays with the American Girl, like Pleasant Company's franchise, the American Girls. And so I here, I actually have it right here. I'll show you. Um, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have
1: the so disc cute. still. You have the case and everything. Well,
2: actually, I bought this because I don't know where mine is.
1: Okay. How um, much was that? May I ask? It's 15 bucks need... on
2: eBay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. And so I, um, yes. So the, uh, when I was younger, I would my sister and I would play this game. And we were poor, so we didn't have, like, a microphone that we could attach to, like, say the lines. So we had the computer do it for us. and <laughs> Like
1: text-to-speech, <laughs> like robot voice? Yep,
2: yep, 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 yep. <gasps> And it, it was about what you'd expect. And so, but we were, like, my sister and I were, like, little deviants. And so, like, we would have, like, Samantha, who's, like, 1904 or something. Like, super prim and proper Samantha. And, like, her her poor best friend would come in to the tea party. And then she would say, "I see if I can do it in the robot voice. She would come in and, like, tea party would be happening. And she'd be, like, naked, naked, <gasps> naked, naked. And then everyone would pass out. And so... <laughs> I just choked on my <laughs> <laughs> And so these were the, the first plays that I ever directed and like looking back I'm like oh this is probably why I am where like, it started where yeah. it started mm. for me I just like love I played this game for hours I made like hours and hours of content on these games and my mom still to this day Oh my day, god I can't do you, and do
1: you not have any of it anymore do we not have a way to like go back
2: Well um I tried to play this on my Mac with like a a, a disk drive that I bought from Best Buy, um, but I it wouldn't work on my new technology. It like literally just says like this does this environment does not support this game. I was like okay fine, but my mom had the good sense to keep my old desktop from middle school that should have the game already installed, and yes. I should be able to <gasps> should be able to play it. Um, oh my God. I know, so my I'm hopefully i'm gonna i I'm gonna get uh, six diverse playwrights together and they're gonna we're all gonna make uh, six Americans ten minute. Yep, we're going to make six 10-minute plays called The American Girl Cycle. Oh, my God. Um, and we're going to hopefully be able to present that to you in 2020. But, yeah, so my mom would Because of the though, American <laughs>
1: Girl's video game. What an incredible Isn't that inspiration. is cool? yeah.
2: yeah. My mom's had the audacity to tell me that this was, like, she was, like, talking about it, like, specifically, like, the Naked Naked play. And she was. <laughs> I'm
1: sure it's, like, burned <laughs> into her brain. Like, that was, like, it's, like, what have I done?
2: No, she was, like, that was your best work.
1: Oh. And I was like,
2: Mom, you've you not seen anything. Kevin <laughs> Wait. You saw Horse Girls, you saw Kevin Twelve No have dear, day. you peeked. No,
1: you
0: peeked. I she feel like, like yeah. I feel like the like stage play of naked, 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 naked blackout is like very minimalist. Very Samuel Beckett. It's very <laughs> Oh they, my god, ahead of f- your time. They
2: all faint, then the curtain falls. <laughs> But no, then I would like, I would like, I remember, but I remember exploring like queer identity within this game at a very young age. Like I would make girls like, there was always, there was always be like a scene where like the two girls were alone and then they would kiss and then someone would come into the room and it would be like, what are you doing? And like, that was always a scene that I had happen in these plays. And I would love to, like my whole Molly play, because I'm writing the Molly play, is going to be about that. And I'm just really excited. So, look for that 2021 Juvenile Collective. <laughs> what are you all reading and listening to and playing?
0: Yeah, Eric, what are you up to?
1: Uh, yeah, so I have I mentioned very very briefly on our Game of the Year episode, which just came out, give it a listen. Lawrence and I rank our favorite games of 2020. Yes. Um I mentioned that I recently came into possession of a copy of The Last of Us Part 2. Uh I have it installed on my PlayStation. It's ready are to go. It? Uh, No, I've been playing Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel, and that's what I'm going to talk about this week.
0: Connor is literally going to murder us. He's going to, like, rip his headphones out right now and come stomp to our podcast offices and murder us with an axe.
1: Okay, okay, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel, which is a remake of the Crash Bandicoot racing game from the PlayStation, is incredible. It's one of the best racing games I've played since Mario Kart, and of course I'm going to fucking play that in Not Last of Us 2. I'm having a fucking blast. (laughs) It's oh the bandicoot. <laughs> He's in a car now. And you race along tracks and get wampas. I love it. Amazing. I don't even play with other people. I'm literally, like, playing through the campaign by myself, stoned out of my mind. Incredible.
0: <laughs> love it.
1: Uh, what about you, Lawrence?
0: Um, well, for Christmas, I finally got um, an Oculus Quest 2 VR headset. Uh, Hallelujah. So I'm diving into the world of VR. I don't have much to say about it yet, because I've mostly just been playing, like, short little VR experiences, um, you know, just kind of taking in the wonder of being in, like, a fake 3D space. Um, but it's so cool. It's the it's the wave. It's the future of... Um, what's
1: been your... What have you done the most so far?
0: Um, I played through Superhot VR, uh, which is nice. this really cool, like, uh, Matrix-style game where you're, like...
1: That's a good, like, first VR game. Yeah,
0: it's very yeah. fun. So I played through all of that. I played... Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, wizards of the something, uh, Waltz of the Wizard, Waltz of the Wizard, which uses the like Ooh. hand tracking technology, and basically you just get put in this like uh, wizards' um, den, uh, and you get to like make spells using your hands and like <gasps> do all this cool I stuff. Love that. So it's very fun. I'm just very intrigued by VR, and I'm glad that it's here, and I'm excited to. That's
1: awesome. I got um, a Beat Saber with. and like played it with my family over Christmas, and we were <laughs> very irresponsibly trading controllers and headsets back and forth and not disinfecting them. <laughs> but it was so fun Beat Saber's really really fun yeah
0: <laughs> work um okay um...
2: wow <laughs> don't, y- don't you guys have like ways that you end this
0: we do um, okay well lastly it's the new year what's everyone's new year's resies what's everyone hoping for this cool fun filled year <laughs> we are embarking on I uh
1: I love setting big goals for myself, and this year the big goal is yes. don't smoke so much weed. And literally, like already just today, it's incrementally gone from don't smoke so much weed to don't smoke weed before 3 p.m. <laughs> and and I'm gonna work on that for a couple of weeks and see how I do with that one, and then like maybe after that I'll go like, okay, now 7 p.m. Alright, here we go, honey. Work. How about you, Lawrence?
0: Um, I want to, like, get better at Spanish because, like, I've always been semi-fluent and just, like, want to pick up the language more. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and I just want to, like, read more books and write more. I want to start writing, like, actual essays about video games because, like, I talk yeah. about them all the time. So, might as You well.
1: literally said you were going to talk about this on the podcast so that way you could hold yourself. To oh doing yeah, it.
0: well, I was supposed to do that for the game of the year episode, and I forgot. I was going to say like I like on our game of the year episode when we recorded it, I was going to be like I wrote a thing, like I wrote a piece about all my favorite games of the year, and I was going to like put that in the episode to like hold myself accountable and have it <laughs> up by New Year's, and I completely forgot to do it. But this year I'm going to hold myself accountable and write more. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, um, I pledge to play more video games yes. in 2021. I now pledge have a podcast. to
0: um. At least try to play The Last of Us Part 2 for when Connor mm-hmm. comes on and talks about it.
1: <laughs> and
0: we will play Bug Snacks eventually. Yes. Bugsnax. Oh, I got Bug Snacks for PC, so I'm excited to play it. You did? Yes. Nice. Um, Aurelia, there but what go. about you?
2: Um, mine are kind of heavy. Um, I am back in therapy, baby. Yes, congratulations. Yay. Thank you. Um, I want this year, I want to, uh, always take my meds. And wish reminded me I forgot today. Um, <laughs> I want to always take my meds. Listener,
1: take your meds too. If you're listening take and your you forgot meds. your meds today, And drink
0: some water.
2: Mm, drink water, take meds. Um, I want to start approaching. Uh, my uh, artistic life from a, uh, a sense of abundance, uh, so I'm stopping being so jealous of people in my life, um, and I want to uh, talk to myself uh, nicer.
0: Yes,
1: nice.
2: Those That's are so my and I love, love it. You, those are real.
1: I, I just said I don't want to smoke so much weed, but you had actual. That's real. <laughs> That's, real. That's a real one. <laughs> it is a real one, and it also was a real problem. So I'm glad I'm voicing it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, my therapist says I have to be nicer to myself. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, lovely. Are we ready to close out? Yeah. Good? yeah. Um, listeners, we note. we celebrate your personal 2021 journeys, and we're so mm. excited to um, continue being in your ears throughout this year. Um, <laughs> as we dip on out of here, Aurelia, is there any last thing you want to plug?
2: Uh yeah, you can uh you can go to uh the to see our season for Is that the, the, the URL
0: the Juvenalia Collective? I
2: think it's the let me check.
0: I'll put the don't worry, I'll put the actual uh, put link the in link. the show notes. Yes. Okay, below. Cool.
2: Um yeah. you can and follow my podcasts Instagram and Twitter at that do it for you. And uh yeah, those are those are you can or you can follow my personal uh Twitter at nonbinary butler or my personal Instagram at she's a good boy.
1: Yes. She is a good boy. I love, boy. love your podcast so much, Aurelia. Um, oh,
2: oh my god.
1: That it's not it's not it's not a nice of me to say that like I listen to your podcast and I'm like why is not ours as funny as Aurelia's. <gasps> no, yours Aurelia's is. <laughs>
2: this I think that they I think that they are lovely siblings to each other and they mm-hmm, don't need to compete. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think our podcasts are in good conversation. There're a lot of overlapping themes. Yeah, i like um, that. about like queerness and youthfulness and video games. It's just yours is more broadly. More broad, yeah yeah
2: broad city anything
1: more broads on your show for sure yeah
2: that's true <laughs> ah <Yeah. laughs> oh, awesome
1: thanks with it and uh you said you're you're gonna be doing stuff for oregon fringe later this year i don't know if that's way haven't, too far off to even have not like, officially mention. been
2: accepted but i we are doing a cabin 12 on animal crossing for the fresno fringe festival
1: incredible so. that's gonna be i'm
0: yeah. so excited to see how that
2: more info out. on that forthcoming
0: Speaking of, I did my uh, Christmas Carol in Animal Crossing for my friends, and it went off so well. It was so fun. Wait, is there I didn't a even see of pictures
1: of this. I want to see what happened. I'll, po- I'll what? post
0: pictures later, but yes, we, uh, me and my friend Becca, recreated a Christmas, a two-person Christmas Carol, and performed it for our friends. And it was. Is there a recording a of
2: this? Uh,
0: yes, I think so, and I'll find it. <laughs> it was. Can I have uh, it? <laughs> yes, absolutely.
1: Have you seen this this video going around of someone who like recreated Act One of Hamilton in Animal Crossing? Oh, Wow. Like literally, like shot—not shot for shot, but like you know, like in like the photo mode and like cast every car- animal as its own character oh. in Hamilton oh and like so the, and like literally, oh, like the reactions, nice. the reactions that they make like sync up with like the music and the lyrics. It's like it's actually phenomenal, and you should check it out. Wow! I would say because you're doing an Animal Crossing Cabin Twelve thing, it might be helpful. Yeah. Was my thought of like, mm-hmm. oh, really? might find this interesting. Actually, yeah.
2: We're trying to figure out kind of like the mechanics of it i might actually have to ask lawrence you for a little bit of help but uh
1: yeah did you yeah did you have like rehearsals or like a? we did we did
0: and like uh uh when becca and i were rehearsing uh she turned to me at one point she was like is it what we were were, like talking over zoom She was like is it wild that this is giving me like the same like brain serotonin as it is like rehearsing an actual play in real life (laughs) it was like very bad it felt like we were actually rehearsing a thing and it was cute it was so fun um Anyways, um, let's keep getting on out of here. Uh, yeah. can... <laughs> let's continue to
1: slowly inch out the door as we get off this podcast. Oh, but I love you guys.
0: Watch, we're gonna it's we're gonna, like we're gonna I'm talk just about having
1: such a good time, Aurelia. We're
0: gonna talk about Stardew Valley friends. for another forty minutes, starting yeah. right now. <laughs> All right, let's rank them.
2: Oh my god. Okay. Well, in twenty minutes, I have to release uh, the season for Juvenalia.
0: So, yes. I
2: already vacated day. my bells. <laughs>
0: um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at afroman76. Uh, Eric, you can find him you can
1: find me on instagram and twitter at eric of the sun there's going to be underscores between all of those words we also have a twitter and an instagram for the podcast you can follow us at gay
0: for play yes uh check us out also please um you know follow us on whatever um podcast platform you're listening on uh leave yeah. us a review on itunes it's very very helpful um, and yeah, thank you so much for all the love and support. Aurelia, thank you, thank you so for much for me. being on. Oh, We've been oh. First first of the new year. Yeah. I'm so excited. Thank you
2: so much for having me. I've wanted to be on since day one and a dream come true so early in the year to be here. Thank you.
1: Can't wait to have you back to talk about... Uh,
0: talk about murdering um, sin. <laughs> my
2: violent <Yeah>. youth. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
1: Cool. All right. Um, right. I'm ready to go. All Are right. You ready to go. Love you all. Bye. Love you. Bye bye. See you next time.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to Gay for Play. Our theme music is by Connor Marsh, and our show art is by Nick Adams. Please remember to rate and review the show on iTunes. Share the show with a friend. And until next time, remember: always forget to water your crops. I, I don't know. There's a there's a fucking coup happening. Call your senators. Guys, give us a break. Come on. All right. Call your bye. elected representatives now.